Well, folks, um, don't know how this happened. I mean, audio problems are usual. They happen sometimes, but for somehow, everything seems to be mostly fine this whole episode, except for the very beginning intro and the very end outro. <laughs> those don't exist, and some might say that those are the most important parts. Um, so, uh, yeah, you're listening to Heavy Metal um, this week. My guest is KT Jean, and the episode that we're talking about is uh, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Episode 6, What the Hex is Going On. It's a great episode of Scooby-Doo, and it's a great episode of Heavy Metal, so I hope that you listen to the rest of it anyway. But, um, yeah, just a weird thing that happened here. There will not be an outro at the end, and I'll just cut off someone randomly. But thanks for listening anyway. And now... Heavy metal. Where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? We need some help from you now. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm very uh, happy to finally get you on this uh, podcast. Of course. Um, What? So something that I usually do to uh, open up the show is kind of get to know my guests and and figure out what was their cartoons of choice when they were a child, um, if you had any at all. Oh, yeah. I was a big cartoon. Um, Scooby-Doo, obviously. Of course. Yeah. Um, I was big. I'm trying to think. Oh, gosh. I mean, like, I was just watching, like, in my head, what are, like, the three main children's cartoon networks in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. So, like, Disney Channel, Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, right? Like, they were all right next to each other on the guide. And I think I knew how to work a remote in so much that you could type in the number of one of them and then just use the channel flippers to (laughs) go between the three. Yeah. Um, No, I should also say... um, so this is a Scooby-Doo podcast. Um, very much included uh, Boomerang as well, which I think was under Cartoon Network on the menu. So if yeah. I didn't like what was going on on the main three, I could slip into Boomerang, which was quite often. Oh, and PBS as well. Um, like, uh, Kim Possible, I loved. Um, had a Kim Possible birthday party at one point. Um, Did you dress up? I don't know if I did. I have been Kim Possible for Halloween since, like as an adult. Right. Uh, but I don't think I dressed up. We played Pin the Communicator on the Kim. Perfect. Uh, I had a pinata. Yeah. Um, gosh, what um, cyber, okay, like, I, I mean, like, Cyber Chase on PBS, big into. Yeah. Um, Scooby Doo. I, I love Scooby Doo and all of the kind of like Hanna Barbera cartoons. Like Josie and the Cats, uh, Jabberjaw, Speed Buggy, um, Coding, that, not that this is a Hanna Barbera cartoon, but Coding Kid Next Door. Uh, I know I haven't like listed many, but there are so many I can't. Of like, course, yeah. Them I mean, out, yeah. You know? I mean, <laughs> the, um, the entire boomerang bundle is all kind of the fresh, same type of show. Oh, sure. the Jetsons as well. That's that's what I was thinking of. Um, so much Flintstones, though. I like the Jetsons better than the Flintstones. I mean, that's smart. It's better, I think. 
thank you. I feel like that's the opposite. I feel like more people are into the Flintstones. Yeah, but like, I mean, they both have, I guess they both have one joke that they just do over and over again. And I guess I like future jokes more than caveman jokes. <laughs> yeah, same. I think, I think I'm very much the same way. But, you know, we never got like a Jetsons live action movie. Yeah. Yeah, which, a shame. It's, you know, it's I'm still, still waiting. I'm, yeah. I, I was just about to say, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Next few years, they try to roll out that uh, horse gruff. Yeah, it would be like um, probably like Ed Helms or something like that. Just like like a real B player as uh, as the, the oh, lead. Oh God! Of that. Yeah, then like a oh, who's that? Um, gosh, Leslie Mann. Yeah, it's Judy. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. It could be good. On <laughs> 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 Powerpuff Girls, uh, which is now unfortunately all in Boomerang as like a product of. As like an old thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I'm just like remembering again. Yeah, I remember. Uh, uh, no, sorry. Go ahead. I remember I was in some like someone's home that had like a like actual cable TV still, and I was flipping through the channels. And I found the Boomerang channel, and the old cartoons they were showing were like the Powerpuff Girls, the first season of Pokemon, and Ben Ten, and I was like, Jesus, my Ben this... Ten, no. <laughs> This is this is rough for me. <laughs> oh, uh, the Teen Titans and Foster's Home as well. Ah, uh, such good. like cartoon. It was damn Also, like I mean, like also when I like kind of aging myself here, like started high school when I think like kind of what I have conceptualized is like a renaissance of children's animated cartoons, like in 2010. You know, like um, with Adventure Time and sure, shows yeah. around that. Uh, I was really into that too. Yeah, as a child, but yeah. <laughs> ironically, being oversight—not ironically, I guess. I don't know. I was like really into cartoons. I was not allowed to watch SpongeBob. That was the one. Neither was I. No go. Wow! Look at it was, that. Uh, it was too mean spirited, and uh, um, I mean, my parents thought it was dumb. That also that was. I think that that was the real reason that my mom didn't let me watch, <laughs> <laughs> but she just didn't want it on in the background. Yeah. But Which yeah, like surprising because they she like uh like they didn't like Ed Ed and Eddie either. Um, they not, not neither like did Ed. my parents. Yeah, no Ed Ed and Eddie thing. But I didn't like Ed either. Um, so but, Ed oh, and Eddie, yeah. sorry, kind of gross to look at. Yeah, I think yeah, even like five year old me, I was like, no, this is not what I'm about. I also was always fascinated by Courage the Cowardly Dog, but um, as then, or then as now, I'm still terrified of it. Uh, <laughs> it's too spooky. Yeah, that show's creepy, for sure. Yeah. I think um, my level of creep is pretty much Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> you shared with me once that you had considered hosting a Scooby-Doo podcast of your own once yes. upon a time. Yes, uh, I did. I It was like in a gap year of my life and or like I was kind of you know in a new circumstances and I was like thinking a lot about pop culture I've always been fascinated by Scooby-Doo like as a cultural phenomena yeah phenomenon as this thing that can like have have lasted for gosh like almost 60 years now um and just keep going right and it just finds new ways to be like I do kids these days even like have they seen the original like you know like Scooby Doo where are you like a great question yeah I the, don't know. what is the but yeah it's it's still 
Because you see, I mean, like, you have, like, stuff like Peanuts that, you know, is, like, an old cartoon. Yeah. That I think is, largely lives just in kind of, like, people's consumption of the merchandise. Yeah. And I guess the holiday specials, really. But, which you think Scooby-Doo would be, but it continues to be popular, even though that's kind of, like, I think where you mostly see it i guess continuing tv shows you know yeah like that. that's the thing is the Movies, difference between yeah. <laughs> between scooby-doo and like you know the peanuts or uh looney tunes or something else super old is that they're continuously <clears throat> producing scooby-doo content they've never stopped <laughs> you know <laughs> like even if there's not a tv show on there's still two movies a year at least they go direct yeah. to dvd and Whatever all these things run. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it just keeps going. The mystery machine just keeps on chugging. That's right. That's right. There's money to be made, so they'll never stop. Yeah, um, just surprising, you know. I don't know. Like, yeah. I mean, like I'm all for it. Like I will consume more Scooby content, but uh... I will be watching the Mindy Kaling Velma show, even though I don't think it will be what I'm looking for. I'm still gonna watch it. That. Yeah. The thing, the Velma and, oh, sorry. <clears throat> the Velma and Daphne, like, kind of resurgence, or, like, kind of, yeah. like, what's there has been really interesting. Because there was that um, live-action movie where they, like, meet in high school, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My my only thing with the Velma show, which, to be fair, I I don't know if it, um, um like, I, we have not seen anything from it, so maybe it will end up being interesting. Yeah, it's just been or, you know, announced. Whatever. For now, right? Uh, kind of like they they went into production a few months ago, so I think it will hmm. be coming out at some point next year. Um, cool. But uh, my my only thing is like, uh, you know, I don't know that the the pitch didn't make it seem like there would be monsters in it, which is my number one thing. Like, is it just like Velma? There's none queen? of the other gang is in it. I don't believe um, she's like a stem queen. I guess, yeah, she's being. She's being rewritten to be, um, she's of South Asian descent, which is fine. Okay, cool, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't care Asian. about that. But yeah. uh, like, it is she. The whole point is to be fully divorced from Scooby Doo, which I feel like is what is the point? That why are you, why don't you just yeah, make a show about, about a, a, a cool? Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, you get, yeah, you get the IP boost, but huh? Yeah. Okay, no, I mean like yeah, let's get some monsters, even if it's like. Yeah. Scooby Doo monsters, you know, where it's a man in yeah. a mask. <laughs> that's that's what that's what it's all about. That's the whole. That's why you would make the yeah, show. Right? I just don't yeah, understand that's... why you would do it without it. But again, we haven't seen it, so maybe there are, and they just have been leaving that out of the. Uh, yeah. the I just assumed everybody will know, like, oh, it's Scooby Doo, of course, you know. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who um, knows? But instead of talking about that, the new, the newest Scooby Doo stuff. We're going to go all the way back to the beginning. I mean, the episode that you picked is the sixth episode ever of Scooby-Doo. Yeah, um, I kind of picked it because I, I wanted to do... Well, I was I was torn. Um, I almost suggested we do the episode of the new Scooby-Doo movies where they team up with Joes and the Pussycats. Yeah. As a classic. child and still, I just love the idea that um, this, <laughs> this blueprint of a group of Teenagers and their beloved anthropomorphic sidekick. There would be a cat or a giant yep. shark or 
speed buggy solve mysteries and the few times they did crossover like always got me really excited um, the one that, but, that i'm sorry good yeah no, no 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 go ahead the one that always made me laugh is when they crossed over with speed buggy and there's the one character on Speed Buggy that literally looks exactly like Shaggy, but it's just wearing headphones or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and it just yeah. is like, <laughs> in fact, that they had both of them in the same episode, right. really showing their hand there. <laughs> I think like the, the Jabba Jaws Fred too, like was just, he just like Fred with like yeah. black hair or something. Yeah, it's like truly just great stuff. Um, but Josie was yeah. different enough because they're like all girls. So that's fine. right. They're all girls. It's a yeah. It's a bigger group. Um, the cat Sylvester, right, does not talk. Yeah. Um, but he's he's a little, little. Uh, what is that? What's the word I'm looking for? He's a little stinker, you know. Yeah. He's like uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's always trying to screw things up. Um. Yeah. Rest in peace, the Hanna Barbera Cinematic Universe. Um, Dead before we you were ever allowed to, to flourish, really. Um, although we got a nice little tease of Java Jaw in the uh, credits, which I think was the best part of Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, yeah, but I picked this one because, yeah, it's just like classic Scooby Doo, you know? Like, I grew up also like in the era of what's new Scooby Doo, but I always found myself being like, what is this? I don't like it. Um, <laughs> and preferring to watch the older cartoon. Um, and you know, I, I looked it up. I looked at the villain. And I was like, this guy, you know, just a classic face. You know, you just recognize the Scooby Doo villains. Yeah. Um, and then I was watching it as well. I was like, this is like oh, so many bits in this are in the, in the original intro. Literally, um, like I think half of the intro is just from this episode. Yeah, which is great. So, um, you know, just like truly like classic Scoob stuff. Uh, yeah, it is. I, I always, I, I do wonder if like they started um, like animating the intro like it, with, with only like six episodes made or something like that. So they were just like, uh, we're out of money, so just put in like half of the clips from the one we just made. I mean, very possible. This, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll talk about it a bit. Like this, re-watching this as well, I think after it's been you know it's been a while since i've watched an original episode of or like you know an old scooby-doo episode and uh really stuck out to me the the animation this time this time around yeah 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 there there's just is something so atmospheric about the old stuff that they just have never really gotten back to um yeah, even though I, I was seeing that as well, because I mean, obviously, it's you know, we can all joke about like the quality of the animation and how often they reuse backgrounds and stuff, but it is like such a commitment to like the backgrounds and the interiors and just yeah, the vibe, you know, and like the music as well. Oh my god, the music and the color palette are the two things I think that are lacking. It, yeah, the from color palette. Nearly all modern Scooby Doo, it's all too bright. Um, which is fine, but you know, Mystery come Incorporated on. was kind of like, yeah, I mean, Mystery Incorporated that, that, that had great production design, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess bright, I guess also like high definition. Yeah, definition. <laughs> <laughs> there is something about the uh animation mistakes and stuff that just adds to the charm, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely, no, um, but you know, let's go ahead and let's talk about what the heck is going on. Uh, 
the opening shot is literally the opening shot of the uh the yeah. intro it's the it's, it's the, the house. house house yeah which is cool house. Yeah. this um by the way so like this episode i very rarely watched when i was a little kid because True. it scared me so much Thank <laughs> you <laughs> yeah the like i mean and we're talking like little kid like you know like five years old or whatever but um you know people talk about this there's this stupid reductive like conversations that always come up which is like what's the scariest episode of scooby-doo which is silly because like that's obviously not the point <laughs> or whatever um but this one i i usually this is usually my answer just because it is so, the concept behind it is so insane and different from all of the others and like there's like it is that you would be aged and like, exactly yeah, true i mean spooky idea yeah it's like much more of like an actual like horror concept than the yeah. rest of them which is just like there's a a clown guy walking around whatever <laughs> it's very like something wicked this way comes have you, exactly. have you ever read or seen yeah like not or you know what, like Hocus Pocus as well. That kind, of, that aspect of Hocus Pocus gets scared me as a kid too. Yeah, but this intro specifically is like the thing that I would never get past when I was a little kid. I was like, "This is too much. I can't do it," <laughs> because the music is really working overtime. Right, They've good. done a great yeah. job on the score. Yeah. And then, like, uh, go ahead. Like the intro before we see the gang, or like, what do you consider the intro? Yeah, yeah. The just literally just the cold so open just, of the guy walking through the, the walking. fog. Yeah, okay, yeah, fair. Like spooky. And you got the creepy voice. The, yep, creepy voice. A classic. Yeah. Just yeah really good. Really good. Very atmospheric table setting. Uh like great it up. Um Yeah, I do always like it whenever we start before we see whatever the gang is doing. <laughs> um Yeah. Get some, get some good color in there, uh, but, but yeah, there's just this this man walking um, as if in a trance through the fog into this uh, spooky mansion while a voice is calling out to him, uh, telling him to come. Looks like my grandpa. Uh, this guy looks like your grandpa. Yeah, like I mean, pictures I've seen of him from the late '60s. I'm like, wow, okay. glasses. I think you know. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I put that in my notes, you know, just... Of course, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I know, would that be even more realistic shortly yeah. sooner? <laughs> exactly, just adds to the uh, the mortal terror I'm sure you were experiencing watching this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll say, I watched this episode at like 10 a.m. this morning with the light shining through my window. It, it did not have the same effect, I don't think, as when yeah. I was a kid. <laughs> um, but yeah, then we uh, we cut to the gang, and they're off to visit their friend uh, Shannon Weatherby. Um, just you know, driving along in their in their van like they always do. Mm-hmm. But um, then they pause. Do you wonder, or is there like, is there talk in the Scooby forums, or I don't know if you hang out in forums or like amongst Scooby fans? Where do these, where does the gang live, right? Oh, like, perfect question, yeah. 
Are you talking like the American South here? Because like she kind of lives like in a plantation house. Looks like what it looks like. Literally. Yeah, it's so always it's, seem to be in a swamp. Exactly, um, it's impossible. <laughs> to, 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 <laughs> we've, we've come over. This has come up a couple times, and it really just is insane because they live on the coast, right? We know this, um, but they also live within driving distance of the swamp uh snowy mountains um you know like is this just in the original show or in the original show yeah okay, yeah right. okay, like within this first season yeah they go to a swamp they go to this you know what does you're right it does look like a like a a deep south plantation situation um and then like uh they go to a ski resort and all of these things. Um, and so my answer has always been mid-Atlantic. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. Like Virginia or Maryland or something like that. Um, I was just about to say, Virginia, you got the beach, you got the swamp, you got the yeah. mountains. Yeah. It's, uh, and they seem like, like <laughs> uh, you know, Fred and Daphne seem like they could be the parents of like a, people who commute to Washington, D.C., you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> They're up, yeah, yeah, in the Beltway. Absolutely. Yeah, they've got that vibe going on. <laughs> the, 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 sweater, the, the sweater over the, the button-down shirt really communicates, like... <laughs> I mean, that's what uh, they do with, like, Mr. Incorporated, right? Mr. Uh, Incorporated is actually set in uh, Southern California, um, right, yeah, no. Um, but I meant like with like Fred's dad, you know, like yes, he's the mayor. Yeah. yeah. Oh but yeah, that, I love that, the setting for yeah. that. But, all the, yeah, anyway. uh, but Mystery Incorporated is is patently not Coolsville, right? That's Crystal Cove. It's yeah, different. Crystal place. Cove. Coolsville's gotta be Coolsville, Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there was one, you know. It's beautiful this time of year. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so yeah, they're they're driving to visit their friend who lives in an extremely, what seems to be a very expensive old estate. <laughs> um, but they uh, they they before they get there, they are taken aback by this man walking very suspiciously into an old abandoned mansion. Um, and this is another thing I always like is when they meet or like come across the mystery before they are sort of invited into it you know what i mean like before anybody asks them to investigate that's always good stuff driving by they're like holy it's like it's very horror movie isn't it yeah yeah hold open and then to witness the thing you're about to deal with but you don't realize yet yeah Yeah. but uh they still they make it to the the weatherby estate and their friend shannon uh, explains that um it may have been a bad time for them to come because not only have they been hearing strange noises for the past few nights, but Uncle Stewart has gone missing. Uncle Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Stewart, uh, Katie's grandpa, you know, same. (laughs) 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 My aunt is uh, Shannon. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah, that works, yeah. But yeah, like, um, God, and then it gets... This next part is so scary too because they're they're like just talking like where's where's Uncle Stewart and then 
one of the gang is like, who's that over there in the shadow? <laughs> great <laughs> and, reveal, actually. I was also kind of yeah. taken aback by how sudden it is. It's a great reveal. Like the 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 it fades out of the black into a shot of the same old man we saw before the same man we saw before, but now he's like 30 years old. Old. The, the Mr. Weatherby's like that's Uncle Stewart, all right, but he's an old man, <laughs> which is scary. Like, just the concept is very scary. Maybe I'm just more scared of old people than I am of like ghosts. <laughs> Do you watch Big? And were you like, oh my god, this is terrifying? This is <laughs> yeah, this is mortal. I do not want to be big. <laughs> <laughs> Although I guess that movie flirts with that in the end, doesn't it? Yeah. But, um... yeah. <laughs> um, but then old man Stuart uh, explains what has happened to him, which is... I really like this sequence. It's genuinely fantastic, I think. <laughs> I think it's like... I, this episode's just so different from the other ones. I don't know. It just is really... That, yeah. Really creative, I think, in their, in their story. Yeah, just like little flashback, and we actually get to see like magic. Yeah, yeah. He says that he uh, he was drawn by by a mysterious voice. Which um, next thing he knew, he woke up in the in the Kingston Mansion, which is the house next door, the old abandoned house. And uh, who was there but the ghost of Elias Kingston, um, who's this kind of dude who sort of just looks like a normal dude um, but he's got yeah, not very ghostly he's he's also he's pretty short which i think is fun and he's got this the, the only thing that's scary is he's got this blue skin to him yeah. uh, but uh, like victorian coat yeah uh elias kingston tells him that the weatherby fortune is rightfully his and that if it is not him by sundown the next day that everyone in the Weatherby house will suffer the same fate. And he curses them, which I think is a really fun bit of animation, like the movement that he does with his magic. Yeah. Also scary. That's what I was thinking as well. Yeah, just like great hand movement. I, I, <laughs> yeah. It is just like so, like you don't see that kind of like posture. Yeah, yeah. Scooby-Doo animation, early Scooby-Doo animation very often, yeah. you know? Usually, Scooby Doo villains have like three poses that they alternate right, between. Yeah. Um, yeah, he does this creepy move and, and curses the guy, and he he wakes up old. Old. He went to the beach that made him old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he went to the house that made you old. Um, yeah. Also, a movie that I find very uh, frightening <laughs> is old. I've <laughs> Just... not seen it, but can't imagine that, yeah, if we're. <laughs> talking about this that it would not be uh, yeah. a walk in the park for you really visceral horror to me i think <laughs> but yeah uh yeah so now he's he's cursed the whole family's cursed and um i do love that in every scene the ghost of elias kingston kind of just like walks away like he just leaves <laughs> i was thinking he's just not there's no effort because they do ghosts later right like obviously yeah. you have um you know shots of like floaters i guess yeah of course <laughs> and there's no yeah there's just like no which i guess you know speaks to the conceit of who this ghost supposedly yeah. is yeah he is um, just truly like i'm out bye <laughs> he's so heavy 
like his character design also just looks very heavy, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh this next bit also intimidating because Mr. Weatherby tries to call the police, but the phone line is dead. Oh no. A little detail that's usually not in these in these episodes. You know, why can't why don't they just call the police immediately? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I like this. It also serves as a good excuse to get a suspect out of the house because he, he has to leave to go find the sheriff. Um, oh, that's true. I didn't even thought of that. Yeah, just like yeah. whittling people down. But that leaves uh, that leaves the gang have have promised to stay stick around and protect Shannon and, and old man Stewart. Um, which unfortunately means that Scooby Doo has got to be watchdog. For uh, Scooby, yeah. Scooby yeah. <laughs> just kind of hates being asked to do anything. I think. Um, which <laughs> I respect. Funny, I, I respect it, but it's just I love that. Like I guess the conceit of this, right, is just that like he's a dog and <laughs> gang. I think apart from Shaggy, all expect him to do dog things. You know, yeah. just like sniff around, be on the lookout for intruders, um, yeah. attack people, and it's, Scooby is just so reluctant to do any of it. And they they turn <laughs> to him every time. They're never yeah. like I mean that. What, what would that be if you like you replace Scooby? But like you know, they're always just like we gotta we gotta ask Scooby. You know, <laughs> yeah, he never wants to do it. It's great. He pretends to be deaf, which is really funny because um, like he couldn't he can't be a watchdog if you didn't hear you ask him to watch (laughs) (laughs) but it uh it turns it turns out that he did not do a very good job because we cut to later on the night the spooky voice is back drawing old man stewart out but uh scooby-doo is fast asleep Um, did you notice though that when he's he wakes up his ear like wakes him up yeah 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 (laughs) tapping him on the head Very great fit, you know? Yeah. Just great stuff. Uh, but, you know, I mean, you get what you pay for. He told you he didn't want to do it. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I mean, if You're you were that concerned. Right yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, the Uncle, not all, but this is where things get suspicious is Uncle Stewart has disappeared, but also Shannon is nowhere to be found. Oh, or Sharon? Oh. Shannon? Shannon. I have written down two different Sharon? ones. I think it's. It could be either one. I it was Sharon. Sharon you know, feels like, more nineteen sixties, I think. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, so so the gang, you know, are, are woken up by Scooby Doo, and uh, now they gotta do some actual investigation, um, which takes them to the Kingston Estate, and uh, Shaggy's got a plan. <laughs> oh boy, does he! I, I was watching this with my roommate, and again, back to like the charming animation. He was like, "Shaggy's not moving." Um, <laughs> oh no! Yes, he was. <laughs> it is funny because uh, he's his his plan is that he's going to wear roller skates so that he can get away from yeah. anything as fast as possible. Um, but that means to the animators that Just- roller skates just propel you forward on their own. <laughs> like, I'm just going to kind of like skate, just kind of stand. Yeah. He's just standing fully upright. <laughs> just moving <laughs> on his It's like he's in a hoverboard or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't understand. Yeah. 
Because like they could just draw the same uh, walking cycle and just not show his feet like they usually do. But I don't know. Because even that was too much for them to to draw at this point. Um, do you think? I mean, it must have been in the script because the ghost does interact with it. Imagine if like they had forgotten to animate Shaggy or something. You know, last minute they're like, <laughs> oh, just draw roller skates on him. Yeah, just have a line where where uh, where he's like, uh, uh, I'm not walking right state. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, as they're investigating, we get in the background. We get to see uh, the bookshelf from the back wall move away, and we see Sharon tied up behind it. And out comes Elias Kingston, which is a great uh, again from the intro. Just classic Scooby-Doo thing, you know, hot, spooky bookshelf, great stuff. Yep. Um, which is fun because, like, the, the one in the intro doesn't have Sharon in it, obviously. It just has this yeah, spooky guy. Yeah, I was going you don't want to, like, like, who's this girl, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, they put a little bit of effort in, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shaggy's skating along and then... His plan backfires as he winds up skidding around and ending up in a bathtub with the shower. Oh, the ghost like blows him, or the like, yes, blows yeah. him he, him, right? A ghost pushes his butt and, and knocks is, yeah. into, the, into the bath. Just you know, again, being a little stinker, I guess. <laughs> I think I, like another like intro moment. Yeah, classic okay. Shaggy in the bath. We all now you know how we got there, which is fun because. Like, a, like when I was a kid, this was the episode I didn't watch. So when I finally did come around to it, when I was like, you know, seven and big and old enough to, to be yeah. brave to watch this whole thing. I was like, yeah. wow, this is all the stuff I've been missing. It's all here. Like, oh, my God. It's all you're like, this is it. This is the thing. This is how Shaggy gets in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's like episode. Yeah. It's like when uh when like they finally make made solo a star wars story and showed you that kessel run or whatever and like, yeah. shaggy oh in the bath was together this is what i've been waiting for yeah um, they turned in, to him and they're like your name is do scooby Doo. i don't yeah you got it yeah <laughs> uh, um they they, you know, they're all split up. So Scooby, of course, goes to the kitchen, um, in this old abandoned mansion. And uh, but it it works out for him because he's a dog. So he finds just an empty bone in the ref- in the refrigerator. Uh, which that's where I keep my bones too in the fridge. Um, yeah, I think that's where we all keep our bones with cobwebs. I do think that they have neglected to do. A lot of Scooby Doo is a dog stuff in more modern things. Like he likes bones, right. you know. He doesn't like cats, that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, he's afraid of other dogs. Yeah. It is, I guess, yeah, the rush to make Scooby a human forget opportunities of dog humor. Exactly, you know? dog humor is good. We love dog humor. Yeah. There are four humans on this show. Only one dog. That's... Yeah, you gotta capitalize on that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like you said, there's another dog here. It's a uh, it's a large, menacing bulldog. Um, classic cartoon thing of a of a mean gray bulldog. 
We love this. Uh, curious why you would be in this old abandoned mansion, but you know, that's fine because <laughs> it, it leads to uh, another funny yeah. bit where Scooby, uh, you know, kind of runs around with the bulldog for a little bit and then sends him into the bathtub with Scoop with Shaggy again. Yeah. Uh, also, interact with the bulldog and like right. Scooby went that way. Like, oh shit, this dog has a sorry, this ghost has a dog. That's not normal. Which, um, which Fred points out, you know, he's like, Scooby Doo, you've actually found our first clue. There's no reason for a ghost to have a guard dog of his own, which is a great point. Um, it is a great point, great thinking on Fred's part. At this point, as well, I realized. Scooby Doo, I think, had an influence on Blue's Clues. Oh, uh, probably. Probably, yeah. Like, I would like to know the extent to which they were like dogs and clues. For sure. <laughs> no, they're gonna learn. It's very possible. Um, this yeah. is a this is a famous uh, thing where where Carl Sagan said that Scooby Doo is his favorite cartoon <laughs> because it was a it encouraged kids to question. The world around them and, and to to find answers for themselves so <laughs> i don't think he lived maybe. to see blues clues maybe he would have preferred blues clues is blues clues like gateway scooby-doo probably <laughs> and all that and then okay i'm sorry i'm, I'm distracted <laughs> uh this next bit is one of my favorite moments in all of scooby-doo um and genuinely, I think maybe the most uh, actually scary it ever gets, which is uh, they, you know, they're all they're hanging around. They're like, we still haven't found uh, Uncle Stewart. Stewart. And Shaggy goes, well, was he wearing when we last saw him? Was he wearing a um, a suit and tennis shoes? And they were like, yeah. And Shaggy says, well, I think we found him, but he's a little older now. And they cut to a skeleton. Of, of ah. it's scary. He's scary, aged yeah. so much. Now also, it's not, you don't show the full skeleton, right? It's like a it's an over the shoulder shot. Yeah, yeah, over the show shoulder, yeah. Even I guess they the probably couldn't show a full skeleton because that would be a bit much. It was a bit um, much for me when I was a kid. This is this was creepy. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. It's also like very well de- it's like well drawn and detailed. Because yeah. I guess this is the only shot they had to get of it. But you're just like, holy. Out. Yeah, I think they turned it over to the background artists instead of just uh, whoever the animators are. Ben's dead. He's the dead. Skeleton. He's about yeah. as old as he can get, I think. Is the one, yeah, that's right? what Velma says, yeah. yeah. They are a little perturbed, but not super much. They don't seem that concerned, I would say. <laughs> um, I mean, I would also maybe start going like, where is that man with the sheriff, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Because <laughs> this the is getting death- a little... It's getting a little much. <laughs> getting a little, yeah, just a little much. Murder? Uh, just Does the gang deal with murder very often? No, that's what I'm saying. This is like genuine, this is so much different from the others because they're like in actual, they're they're investigating actual okay. like like mortal danger. Mortal danger, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's And paranormal danger as well. Too. Well, whammy. Yeah. Just great, great stuff. Um, and then another great moment, which is where uh, I think Fred says, we got to keep looking for clues. And Shaggy says, I think I found one. Him. 
Because Elias Kingston's right behind him with his hand on his shoulder. Classic hand on the shoulder, you know, shot. Yeah. Again, yeah. very frightening, but also, you know, Kingston goes, you know, this is your last warning. Everyone else in the Weatherby household will be bones if it's not the fortune isn't given to me by morning. And then again, he just walks away. <laughs> Gotta go do ghost stuff. Yeah, exactly. Go see the dog. Yeah. Um, but at that spooky moment, we're going to take a quick break to play a little game, KT. Ooh, a game. Yes. So this game is called Scooby or not Scooby. And the way this game works, <laughs> thank you, thank you. The way this game works is uh, I collect a series of titles that are related to, or I'm sorry, let me start that over. <laughs> uh, I was distracted because my notes app wasn't pulling up. Okay, so Scooby or not Scooby. The way this game works is I get a series of titles, some of which will be episodes of Scooby-Doo, and some of which will be episodes of something else. So, um, the theme I've collected for you this time is because I, I know that you used to host this podcast, Faulting the Walt, right? Yeah. Um, which was all about weird direct-to-DVD sequels to Disney movies, right? Huh. Um, but something that I don't think you really delved into on that show was uh, the direct-to-TV sequel series that they would do all the time. Yeah, you know, like they did. had. Yeah, that was their grand plan. They had the Little Mermaid and Lilo and Stitch and all these Love things. Those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I the one that I've those. I've selected for is all the. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring up old wounds. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the uh, the show that I selected to do this time is is an, is it an episode of Scooby Doo? Or is it an episode of 101 Dalmatians of the series? Oh my so. god. That's like the one I never watched. Okay. Well, fun. Perfect. Haha. <laughs> so you're on an evil, even playing field then, I guess. No, uh, yeah, absolutely. So here we go. So 101 Dalmatians of the series, or Scooby-Doo. Invasion of the Doggy Snatchers. of scooby-doo or just it could be any yeah any iteration of scooby-doo okay um i'm gonna go scooby-doo this one is uh an episode of the 101 dalmatians and i've got i was thinking like horror you know mm-hmm. yeah. well i've got synopses for you um yes please i'd love to hear it after watching a uh, a movie Spot thinks everyone else is an alien. So this was probably a, a Halloween episode of some kind. Um, yeah, okay. Sounds, okay. Good. sounds good. Oh my god. Go. Robopup. That's Scooby. Yes, this is the pup, pup name Scooby-Doo. Yep. Yeah, I love pup names. That was like third choice, third option. Daphne's security man introduces the gang to Robopup, a robot guard dog, who Scooby wants to show up when the ghost of Chef Pierre haunts the Blake's mansion and steals from their house. What's yeah, going on there? Yeah, yeah. Watch that. The fungus among us. Uh, it's familiar. 
Just like Mystery Incorporated. Scooby. This is actually an episode of 101 Dalmatians. Oh my um, gosh. Cruella it's plans terrible. to make perfume from mushrooms found under the Dearly's barn. Of course. Interesting. Okay. Show sounds very expansive. <laughs> yeah. I think they, they... they moved. They don't live in London anymore. You mean they don't? <laughs> they could have a barn in the backyard in London. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Why not? Uh, yeah. No, they could. They could. <laughs> um, yeah. Seems like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Curse of the Collar. Now. Could be either, obviously. And we had 101, then Scooby, then 101. I'm tempted to say Scooby, but would that be too easy of a pattern? And I feel like. Hmm. Scooby Collar is a piece of lore. I think pops up occasionally. I go one hundred one. This is a pup named Scooby Doo. Oh my god! The gang heads over to Nittingham Puppy Farm to celebrate oh. the Doo family reunion, and for Scooby to claim the Doo family heirloom, a jeweled collar. But before long, the ghost of Buster McMuttmaller, a dog catcher who tried to steal the collar long ago, is after them, claiming the collar is rightfully his. I've probably seen that episode. I am overthinking this. It's all right. Happens to the best of us. How about Poodle Justice? Poodle Justice. Is that a pun? Is that just like... Poodles do justice too. Poodle justice. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're offering nothing. That's what I got for you. <laughs> Poodle justice. Uh, I'm gonna go hundred one. This is an episode of Be Cool, Scooby Doo. Oh my god. Scooby gets to visit the set of his favorite TV show, which is called yeah. Poodle Justice, where he meets the lovely dog actress Star. Unfortunately, he doesn't have the courage to talk to her, and to make matters worse, a gargoyle is scaring everyone off set. This is a pretty rough Ethan. I remember not liking that episode. <laughs> I remember thinking it was stupid. Is that the one... Is that the one with just Shaggy and Scooby, or no? This is the one from Cartoon Network in like the mid 2010s with the weird art style. Um, nobody really right. watched it, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, the I'm, great. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just not having. This is rough. Okay, it's okay. We've got three left. You could get the next three right, right. and then redeem myself. You would get 50-50 at least, so that's fine. <laughs> the Great Cat Invasion. 
great cat amazing. Hundred one. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> the only synopsis I have for you here is Lieutenant Pug prepares the pups for the Great Cat Invasion. I don't know what the Great Cat Invasion is or if it exists. It answers nothing. <laughs> that's what was given to me. Questions. Is Lieutenant Pug a man whose last name is Pug or is he a Pug police officer? It's got to be um, a Pug police officer. I mean, come I on. I hope so. That'd be adorable. <laughs> Um, okay, well, and what's the cat? Yeah, I mean, lots of <laughs> a lot of questions. <laughs> questions there. Treasure of Swamp Island. Scooby. This is a hundred and one Dalmatians episode. What? Oh my god, you again, the one. only synopsis I have for you is the pup search for treasure on Swamp Island. <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> I think I like I could have gotten that from the title. I think <laughs> that almost sounds like one of the Scooby Doo movies, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, one All last right. one. All right. Homeward Hound. So, did you guess both? Is that what you said? No, no, no. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, Scooby is on a long franchise. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, I know they both like puns. Yeah. Homeward Bound is obviously a book and movie about dogs returning home. Uh huh. Uh, so you know, applicable to both series, <laughs> but. Oh, why not? Let's go Scooby-Doo. I haven't guessed Scooby in a while. This I is a What's New Scooby-Doo episode. Hey oh, finally. Um, this is the one where they go to a dog show and they meet... Uh, this is the first time that we meet the the golden retriever puppies that kind of show up every now and then on the show. Um, oh, yeah. And there's a cat creature that is... Uh, is uh, haunting this dog show because you know that's the oh, menace of dogs is cats, of course. The and of yeah, Kitty Galore, right? yeah. So okay. that was Scooby or not Scooby? Um, he did okay, it's all right. I, I, that was not my best work, but thank you. Okay, to yeah, he, 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 to be fair, you had never seen 101 Dalmatians the series, so you had no, you're just going off what you could do you know i understand it's hard yeah. um but we're back to uh heck what the hex is going on which is one of my I, favorite titles by the way i it's, love it it's great it's like great that they did that so early in the series as well yeah, yeah. kind of stuck to it as well like you have the hex girls later mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. great stuff hex just a great word what the heck that he like puts them on them you know like yeah just good stuff all right so we're back to investigating and the gang watches as now this time the ghost is walking suspiciously and he enters the old kingston mausoleum because if this uh estate wasn't creepy enough with an abandoned mansion it also has a um cemetery in the on the grounds just to make things creepier. 
course. I mean, what's an abandoned mansion if you don't have cemetery on the grounds? Are you doing it right? If not, yeah, great point. Great point. Um, they go to the uh, the mausoleum in this next bit. I did not remember this next bit at all, <laughs> and it's just funny, which is where. Fred asks Shaggy to use Velma's fingerprint kit. Um, <laughs> and he... Which must have been new technology at this point. Like, like not... I mean, not super new, but you know what I mean? Like, it is... It is the, the, Cutting in the, forensic exactly. investigation happening here. The top of crime scene technology here. Um, Velma has it. I don't know what their goal really is, because it's not like they have... The ability to yeah, cross-reference right. with uh, right. suspect fingerprints. They don't bring this back later. They're not like, we have your fingerprints, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they don't compare them to anything. They just try it out Velma's new toy, I guess. Yeah. Shaggy doesn't even know how to use it, because instead he just starts dusting Velma's hand and is astonished by the amount of fingerprints that are on it. Great bit. <laughs> Velma is just... Not... Yeah, she's like, what are you doing? You're in the <laughs> Uh, and then, but he doesn't go ahead. They go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah, they, they dust with prints, and you're like, okay, the prints are pretty good on the doorknob. A lot of prints. Great line. This is, I think, is this maybe the one line I like quoted in my notes for words? Up to Daphne, wait a minute, ghosts wouldn't leave fingerprints. I wrote it down in my notes too. It's, uh, it's perfect. She's, she's so right. She's so right. She's so right. She's on top of it, you know? I mean, people underestimate Daphne, but she's quick. Goes swimmingly fingerprints. I think they don't have dogs. They don't have fingerprints. Yeah, that's two things that I know about ghosts right there. Do they even, um, need, do they even need to use doors? You know, just... <laughs> great <over> point. <laughs> a great point. Uh, <laughs> they open the creepy door and some bats come out, and now they got to send somebody in first. Um so naturally they go to Scooby first. Of course. Fearless uh, dog on their team who uh-huh, uh, never shies away from danger. He refuses to go in, um, even at the prospect of a Scooby snack. Um, so Fred starts upping the ante to yep. two, three, four Scooby snacks. But um, even though Scooby's excited to, to take up the deal... Shaggy takes the snacks and goes in because he's hungry. <laughs> Classic stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just good Scooby-Doo bits. We love that. Um, nobody's in there, so it's free. It's safe for everybody to go in. And Velma finds another clue, which is a book on crystallomacy. <laughs> which is a real word. Uh-huh, yeah. For sure. Crystalomacy. Shaggy's joke is insane. (laughs) He goes, (laughs) Crystalomacy? I knew a crystal nerdlinger, but this is ridiculous. (laughs) It's just like, wow. Name. Like, like, Crystal's the name, right? But like, yeah, sure. (laughs) What's the start? What's like the last thing he uses? Nerdlinger. Yeah, that's, is that, have you ever, do you know any nerdlingers? I don't know. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I thought maybe it was common in the 60s. Maybe. Um, but <laughs> it's a wild joke to kind of throw in there. Yeah, it's just it's 
crazy stuff. Yeah, the the, the crystal ball um stuff is a lot to introduce this late into the episode, I would say. <laughs> Be sweaty. <laughs> um, but before we get there, first yeah. we uh we get locked in the in the mausoleum, um, of course. Which is also pretty scary. I don't think I would like that if I was locked inside of a mausoleum. Um no, I would not either. It would be probably Snoopy's mausoleum I'd be, but I mean they didn't have like cell phones or anything back then. They weren't carrying flashlights, so uh oh. pretty, pretty scary. Lucky for them. They their threat is there to reassure them. They will yeah. find yeah, your like, passageway. <laughs> just start tapping on the walls. Start tapping. Like the certainty. <laughs> just to say, like, don't worry, guys. Not to like bang on the door, like even yeah. like a moment of like, let us out. Just <laughs> a tap in. Got to look for a secret passageway. There, there's got to be one. Which I mean, we're we're, we're giving him guff, but he was one hundred percent right. There is one. <laughs> he was right. There was one. So, and we get the classic revolving door bit, which is always funny, where uh, where Scooby accidentally you know finds the false wall and spins around and then the rest of the gang gets on the other end and they just start going back and forth yeah always funny so eventually they'll end up on one they discover that this is a secret passageway to the weatherby estate but um they still haven't found sharon by the way their their friend who they um came here to visit and, and swore to no. protect and everything. But uh, they're going to take a little break from looking for her. To go into town. Don't yeah. question why these estates are connected either. You know, just like, yeah. I have I have questions. Why is this kind of connected? Is there like some family feud between the Kingstons and the Weatherby? Because like, like, the whole thing is like the ghost wants his like, fortune, right? Yes. Yeah, the Weatherby fortune. He wants the weather bee. Did the weather bee steal the Kingston's fortune? Like, what's the story here? Like, is like basing off of like bad yeah, blood? For all so, the background and backstory we get, we, we could do a little more on that regard. I think. Just a bit. I'm thinking. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too demanding, Scooby Doo. But that's you know, something to think about. At least, it leaves me wanting more. <laughs> I agree, uh, but you know. We couldn't devote any time to that because this next sequence is much more important. <laughs> to yes, include, absolutely. Which is Velma, as we know, found a, a book on crystallomacy, of course, in the in the in the mausoleum. Um, so their next course of action is: well, if she found a book that had a crystal ball on it, then we should go into town to the fortune teller where they use a crystal ball, and maybe we'll find some clues there. Um, of course, logical. The term that they use is swami. Um, use it a lot. Uh, swami is a old-fashioned term uh, for a Hindu spiritual leader. Uh, and what I could tell by researching it is it's not... Um, I guess saying it's not offensive is not necessarily correct, uh, but it's not like a, it's not a slur. I don't think it just is an yeah, out of date I was also, term. I had, for this yeah, thing. I kind of had a pause. Like, is this? It's problematic. But like, is it? Yeah, it's it's 
they've done worse. I'd say. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, oh yeah, when I was taking an episode as well, I was like, ah, I got a for these. I think, yeah, I mean, I guess with Scooby Doo and older media, it's always kind of presented yeah. like, oh, it's a fortune teller or something, right? Which is like not, yeah, what necessarily a Hindu spiritual leader is. So, but, no, but yeah, they're very, they're very intent on on referring to it as a swami, and they will like oh, exclusively use that word, um, which is I would just weird. Go visit town swami, uh, every town. Yeah. At uh, least one. They almost suggest there's two in this town. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they they arrive at this at the at the building, but the uh, the swami's not there. So um, taking a break. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it is literally the middle of the night. <laughs> but you know, I do yeah, the timing is on this. <laughs> but I guess they thought maybe they would find something, so they do go go just rifling through their things. <laughs> and uh, Daphne knocks open a storage closet, and all of the equipment spills out and lands on Scooby-Doo. Now he is dressed up in the whole getup. He's wearing a shawl and a turban. <laughs> um, and this is where... Then the episode really just takes a complete left turn as uh, <laughs> now a customer has walked in to the fortune teller. Um, Gotta get a late night reading. Yeah, she's looking for the swami. And uh, Scooby-Doo's there. Um, and he's sitting in the chair, so the gang are all hiding in the closet, and uh, Fred tells Shaggy to use his active ventriloquism to um we all know shaggy does yeah exactly well this is a uh i always love when he gets to be a ventriloquist uh back in scooby-doo are you because it's something that they never brought back and i think it is a fun thing they for shaggy to do. Yeah, great great um so yeah then we have a whole fortune telling sequence <laughs> which oh. is it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's like ridiculous, but yeah, you know, we got Shaggy telling this old woman that she's like gonna. Oh, we also it should we should make note that Gooby can see himself in the fortune ball, the yeah, crystal ball, in the crystal ball. You see, you know, she asks, "What uh, what, do you, what do you see?" And he says, "His own reflection," which is so. Fun. She's like, "Huh?" Uh, and then he says, "You know, he says, going on like you're gonna meet a man." dancing and then you're gonna step on his feet <laughs> and then this customer transitions and she's like all right read my palm instead uh you want my palm red that's what it is yeah palm red and so we pulls out a bucket of red paint let's paint in this lady's hand <laughs> red-handed i mean that's what she asked for <laughs> It is. Um, so, and, so it's a real surprise when she just gets up and storms out. I will say, the palm red bit is like a classic slapstick joke, right? Obviously, I mean, this show did yeah. not come up with that. But I think it works best in this instance because it is a dog who does not understand the English language very well. Yeah, <laughs> you know? he's, it's like an Amelia Bedelia moment, you know? Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's like pure... It's fun. Um, but after she leaves, 
we get a truly baffling sequence where all of a sudden <laughs> the crystal ball table starts floating off of the ground mm -hmm. and uh, we see Elias Kingston's face in the crystal ball. <laughs> and he's just having the time of his life. <laughs> he's facing him around. He's laughing, table. making weird noises, like the, the, the table's chasing them throughout the building. <laughs> they they manage to open the door, get the table outside, and close the door, only for the table to open the door on its own and come flying back in, <laughs> which I thought right. was very very funny. Is it, is it an open window that they, it kind of just, like, goes through? No, it opens the door, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I mean, either way, it's... It's yeah. This this whole sequence, the entire like entire moment of the episode in this fortune teller's shop is so many questions. I think yeah. when you hear like haunted mansion ghost stealing the use of people, yeah, this is not the logical next step. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after literally just running back and forth for a little bit, um, they eventually collide with the table and it crashes. And Fred points out that there was a propeller fan on the bottom, which is what was allowing it to fly around somehow. <laughs> somehow. Totally. A big old table. It's like very powerful turning. fan. Very, very powerful fan. Would have been so loud. <laughs> They would not have been able yeah, to hear... Uh, that's why the ghost is making all those noises. He exactly. to cover up the sound of the fan. Yeah. But then they just start finding all kinds of shit in this place. They find, like... Um, they find a, a professional TV camera. Um, uh, makeup kit. A makeup kit. All of these things. Um, and, and Fred starts... Um, Stuff messing together. around with the, with the camera you know recording scooby and then all of a sudden scooby's face is in the in the crystal ball a closed circuit tv he said yeah it's really like almost there you know like because the concept actually is like a thing you know like it's like it's like going back to you know Carnival sideshows or whatever of the you know yeah, using a projector onto glass to make it look like kind of the mirror illusion, right? Like a hologram of some kind. Yeah, exactly. But that doesn't work with closed circuit TV. What are you talking about, Fred? Like that yeah. is not at There's all the a same TV thing. In the crystal ball, like I yeah. Just get sweatier in the mouth, and that's wired. Into the camera, like it does not make any sense at all. I don't know who who wrote that line, um, but maybe you know CCTV was just a hot new thing at the time. Yeah, yeah, it's, like uh, they didn't know it was new technology. It's like when I go back, like when I watch old episodes of Columbo. Um, there are all these episodes where like the 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 plot is centered around brand new technology. Like one of them is like. Like the whole murder hinges on the fact that the <laughs> the the killer had a uh, a digital watch and that this was a brand new thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it reminded me a lot of that. I'm just like, wow, have you heard about this cool thing? Have you heard about fingerprint kits and closed circuit TV? We got to put this in our in our episode. <laughs> Makeup kits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but this gives this is enough clues they think to solve the mystery and gives them an idea of how to how to bring this to a close with Elias Kingston. So we go back to the mansion, um, and uh, they've got Shag and Scoob are going to be delivering the the fortune as bait. Um, yeah. And I do I do love this interaction where the ghost is like, "Oh, great, thanks, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing the fortune, like I told you. <laughs> um, let me let me open it up." <laughs> yeah. It's paint. It, it, it was a, it was a prank. It was a, it was a jack in the box. Really, they Not stepped in it this time. <laughs> so they goes after them. This next bit, another this whole sequence is kind of just a prank war, um, which is yeah. really fun. <laughs> this next bit is so insane, and you know, it made me laugh so much. Where Shaggy and Scooby hide in a closet. And um, Shaggy puts his shoes peeking out from behind the curtain. And he's, you know, it's on the other side like, Psst, hey Scooby, don't, don't, don't let the ghost know we're in here. And the, the ghost has this look on his face like, Haha, I got him, I got him. And he, yeah. he winds up with a punch. To, what does he know? <laughs> to punch through the, the curtain, but... On the other side, the boys have, have rigged an anvil. Anvil. <laughs> Just uh, a, yeah. a big old solid iron anvil. Exactly. <laughs> um, you don't see many Scooby Doo villains punch people either. No, no, that's think. not usually a go-to. They're usually just kind of like they're usually just kind of like grabbers, you know. Grabbing, yeah, taking, putting. Um, Using their arms menacingly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, the punch doesn't work out. It probably breaks his hand. He's really yowling about it. Um, well, I mean, it's an anvil, you know. Anvil? Yeah, damn the forges. It would hurt a lot. <laughs> um, but uh, this is where we get to set up the second phase of their of their plan, which is to use Kingston's technology against him. Um, and I do like this sequence a lot. It's fun when they get to... I always love when they get to scare the people that have been scaring them the whole time. Yeah. Um, always a fun turn of events. Switcheroo, yeah. yeah. They, uh, they have Kingston run after a projection of Shaggy, who's running on a treadmill, and then they, uh, they duplicate Kingston running, and, and, and he's running after himself. And there's this great bit where he stops and he's like, well, this place really is haunted. What's going on here? He's like, oh um, boy. He runs away from a giant Scooby-Doo and into the secret passage, um, which is my favorite part because he goes into giant the secret Scooby-Doo is great. Yeah, no, giant Scooby-Doo is really good. Um, and that's also like through the closed circuit TV and they're like, on oh, the projector. Yeah. They're kind of like, that's not how this works. But sure, why not? You know? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a fun moment. I'm not going to question it, but yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yes, the uh, I love when he goes into the secret passage and they've they they've somehow off screen they found Sharon. They know that she was in there. <laughs> that wasn't important. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't important for us to see. 
but uh, they've instead replaced Sharon with the skeleton in his chair, uh, which is really good. <laughs> I love that. He opens the door and he's like, how'd that get in here? What's going on? Um, and then uh, as he's running away, they drop a net on him and they got him. Got him. Uh, Mr. Weatherby and the sheriff shows up. And, it is uh, nice as well. You do like bring up a point where they like they they could have caught him, I think, a lot easier than all that. But they give him yeah. the runaround, you know. Yeah, exactly. Really, like he's really do a show of it. He's really not that much of a threat at all. Um, <laughs> he's just a man. Yeah. <laughs> kind of walking around. Could actually <laughs> age them. Yeah. Yeah. They could have easily overpowered him with the five of them, I think. Um, but, you know, this was fun. To, well, fun too. Yeah. You know. Some sort of medicine. Yeah. Just, just something to do, really. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they got him. And uh, they explained to the sheriff that it was all just makeup. They. Which is, again, we talk about how this is an atypical episode of Scooby Doo. Mask full. Yeah. Off screen makeup remover. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's just, can you believe it? He was just Uncle Stewart in makeup the whole time. Uncle, crazy Uncle Stewart added again. <laughs> he wasn't actually getting old. Nope. There's makeup. Yep. Sharon is like, yeah, I came down in the middle of the night and I saw his weight come off and I was like, what's going on? <laughs> so he, he kidnapped yeah. me. <laughs> Which I do want to know what he's. His follow-up plan was <laughs> because he he planned to convince the Weatherbees to give him the fortune. So was he just going to have her tied up the whole time? Was he yes, going like, to niece? Like, a real skeleton? Yeah, it's it's not. It also looks older than her dad. Yeah, I wonder like what what's the dynamic there? You know, like why did his her dad get the family fortune above him? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he just wanted all of it to himself. Maybe, yeah. He just they also have this thrown out, thrown off line where they insinuate that his plan was to take the money and then masquerade as a as a fortune teller for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, they, so they they try to explain the swami stuff, and they're like, you know, like the whole thing, and you're like, it's his cover, and you're like, is it? What's yeah, it's just like, oh, <laughs> excuse me. What? I'm just not really sure what this has to do with the other stuff. Why does he need to have? Yeah. Why does he need to have a job at all? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Truly, like, if he's like you know going out of his way to get this fortune, he can just. He clearly yeah. knows that he uses wigs and makeup. He could just make himself look like a different guy. <laughs> like, Very effectively as well, you know. He yeah. Even have a job in the makeup industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is ridiculous. <laughs> um, and uh, episode ends with Scooby chowing down. Yeah, that's it. Classic. Yeah. Classic oh, stuff. which also, I think we passed over this bit. I think Scooby gets scared earlier in the episode. Yeah. And yeah. he like runs into a door, closes it behind him. He's sure to put a sign that says, like, out to lunch. Yeah. And they're like, what a what a what a joke string. They open what the door. They open the door and he's actually eating. <laughs> actually eating, yeah. yeah. And the same at the end of the uh, they're like, let's all have dinner now that that's out of the way. Yeah. Look at the house. Uh Shaggy rocks up. It's all gone. Scooby Doo was here. What a scamp. Uh, little big 
he is a, a gay. <laughs> but that is a that's what the hex is going on. We will get a chance to rank it. But first, we got to play one more game, Katie. All right. So hopefully, I do better at this one. <laughs> this game is called Jinkies or Stinkies, Ooh, and okay. the way this game works is each week. I collect six stories related to a topic in the episode. And some of those stories will be true, which are jinkies, and some of them I will have made up, which are stinkies. And it's up to you to tell the difference. And the topic I have selected is I've found stories of real, quote-unquote, family curses. So this Ooh, is like okay, the thing that people believe in, you know, like the Kennedy curse, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I've found stories like that. So... Here we go. Europe's longest ruling family are the Grimaldis, who have held power in Monaco for eight centuries. As a family, however, they aren't immune to strife, which may have been the cause of a hex placed by a Flemish woman 700 years ago to declare that a Grimaldi would never find happiness in marriage. Grimaldi marriages frequently end prematurely, often with one party running off in a sordid, adulterous affair. Hollywood superstar Grace Kelly was unfazed by the curse when she married into the family to become Princess of Monaco, only to die under mysterious circumstances when her car went off a cliff. Grace's daughter Caroline married an Italian businessman who died in a speedboat accident after two years of marriage. Things are looking up for the Grimaldis these days as they all seem happy, but no one knows when the curse may rear its ugly head again. Is that a jinky or a stinky? Mm. Our reaction was Grimaldi's are family from <coughs> the diaries. The Princess Grace stuff sounds pretty. But she was married for a while, wasn't she? Or did she get divorced? Uh, I'll go Jinkies. This is Jinky. Um, okay. I believe that the. Princess Diaries family is the Rinaldis. Oh, there we go. See, thank you all around, but yeah. <laughs> cool. I mean, One bad of... for the Grimaldis, but... Uh... Yeah, yeah. They'll be okay. They got a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, they, they've been fine for the past 800 <laughs> years or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> They'll survive somehow. One of the oldest family curses I could find was that of Lord Sevenwall of, I think it's Norwich, right? Yes, that is how yes. you pronounce that place, yes. Back in the year 1480, after Sevenwall denied a family sanctuary in his estate, the matriarch played a, placed a curse on the home, declaring it would see, quote, ruin and rain. Two years later, a massive storm occurred, according to record the worst England had seen that century and knocked over a tree, which in turn destroyed a significant part of the manor's outer wall. Once the rain had passed, villagers broke into the home and looted it clean, stealing food and riches. Lord Sevenwall had the building rebuilt, but six years later, in another storm, the roof was struck by lightning and caught fire, burning the entire thing to the ground this time. Let's go... Okay. 
Did you hear me? I'm sorry. Say it again. Stinky. Stinky. Yes, this is stinky. Hey, stinky. I made it up. Great job. You're doing better already than you did in uh in yeah. Scooby or not Scooby. Pretty quick. You know, you tried to throw me off with the oh I don't know how to pronounce Norwich, but. <laughs> ah. Sir Arthur Guinness founded the iconic Guinness Brewery in the 18th century. But perhaps more impressive was the fact that he and his wife, Olivia Whitmore, managed to have 21 children together. But they were not so lucky, as 11 of those children would not survive to adulthood. Things were mostly fine for the Guinness family until the 20th century, when Lord Moyne Walter Edward Guinness was assassinated by political extremists fighting for the future of Israel. Patrick Brown was a Guinness descendant who died in a car crash at 21 years old, inspiring the Beatles song, A Day in the Life. Lady Henrietta Guinness actually survived a car crash, only to throw herself off a bridge a few years later. Three Guinnesses died in one year, 1978, but that still wouldn't be the end of it, as still more would die in the decades to come of overdoses and mysterious circumstances. The curse seems to have yet to be, the curse seems to have yet to be broken, as in 2020, a 19-year-old Guinness drowned suspiciously in her pool. Is that a jinky or a stinky? Uh, I'll say jinky. That is a jinky, yeah. Those poor Guinnesses. Guinnesses, great beer. Sure. You're doing great. Three for three so far. Got three left. Let's go. One of the more peculiar family curses doesn't affect a family by blood at all, but television's The Munsters. Nearly all of the actors who portrayed the Munsters died of mysterious circumstances. Fred Gwynn, who played Herman, died when his fishing boat capsized. Grandpa Munster, who was played by Al Lewis, choked to death on a chicken bone, while Beverly Owens suffered a stroke at the age of 27. Yvonne DiCarlo, who portrayed the matriarch of the family, survived one car crash, only to die in a different one five months later. But perhaps the worst of all was Butch Patrick, who played little Eddie Munster, who was shot over a disagreement of $40. Hmm. <laughs> gonna go stinky. It's a stinky. You're right. Stinky. Very good. Very good. Stab. You know. Yeah. Um, none of those things happened. Um. <laughs> so just to be clear, uh, apologies <laughs> to the families of the various monster people. <laughs> Monsters are. Well, I don't, I don't know if they're alive and well, but they were well. <laughs> until At some point, yeah. At some point. For most of their lives. Walter Jennings, a farmer from Missouri, experienced family curses in an unexpected way. His favorite cow, Satin, gave birth to four calves in a long, stressful pregnancy. The first calf, Barney, accidentally drank some spilled antifreeze and died. The next, Betty, chewed through an electric fence and was electrocuted to death. Wilma the third got a rare liver disease among cows and died in severe pain. And the final one, Pebbles, died of unexplained circumstances. But Jennings told ABC News 9 that he believes it was of a broken heart. Hey. Look on a limb and say, Stinky. Which one did you say? Stinky. I'm fr- this is a stinky. Ah, uh, no, I thought it was going to be one of those crazy news stories. You would think so. But it's fake. 
guess no cursed to, cows. The adventurous. It's Overthinking okay. stuff again. You're still doing great. You got one left. All right, let's go. We've talked a lot about families cursed with bad luck, but what about the opposite? Most of the country had never heard of the Abner family until the New Yorker published a profile on them in 2018. In 1946, George Abner made a small fortune in one night when he placed his first ever bet on a horse named Broken Spirit. He invested that money in the stock market and became a millionaire. Later on, he had a ticket to ride the cruise ship Mary's Fortune, which famously sank in 1984, but was unable to go because of a stomachache. His family had similarly bizarre luck. His daughter Lily had never acted before, but was cast opposite Clint Eastwood in the 1974 film Thunderbolt and Lightfoot after one audition. But weirdest of all, his grandson Charles, heir to the fortune, purchased a lottery ticket on a whim at a bachelor party and won the $6 million jackpot. Is that a jinky or a stinky? I feel like this is a stinky. This is a stinky, yeah. Uh, yeah. Abner's. This is like little Abner, one. right? Yeah. Little Abner, sure, yeah. I wrote that one like five minutes before we recorded because I realized I had only had five. <laughs> that was great. That was like the most detailed one. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, the most realistic of your stinkies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the, the goofy cows, you know, that's a kind of silly, I guess. <laughs> I tricked you anyway. So there you go. Um, all right. Well, great job. It was a great job. Five Ew. out of six is better than most people do. So you did great. All right. I don't know my television titles, but I know <laughs> the stinky from the jinky. That's right. <laughs> uh, we have one last thing to do before I will let you go, which is we have to rank this episode on the heavy metal tier list, which I will quickly okay. explain. We have five tiers. From the bottom is the rut row tier, and it's the worst of the worst. Uh, up from that is Scooby Dumb, episodes we think <laughs> are dumb. <laughs> um, <laughs> The middle tier is just another mystery. It's for, you know, just middle of the road stuff. Up from that is Groovy, which are episodes that we like a lot, but just don't do enough to make it into the top tier, the best of the best, the Golden Scoob tier. What are wow. we thinking for what the heck is going on? I think it's definitely above a, 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 a normal episode, right? Yeah, I agree. For sure. So, I'm confident in saying it's definitely at groovy level. Yeah. I wonder if it's Golden Scoob, but I'm not sure. I don't know if it's I think, little, cause the, the stuff that's towards the end with the fortune yeah. teller is a bit. I think it is so close to Golden Scoob, but with all the Swami stuff, I think we just can't give it that. Yeah, it just gets, it gets too distracted. <laughs> yeah. It, it has to, yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> go into groovy, but that's still a great place for it to be because it's a great episode yeah, of this show. It should be groovy. Yeah, like you said, like crazy crazy but just like yeah all the horror elements it has it's kind of wild yeah fully unlike any other episode of the show i think in my opinion um and you know i've seen a lot of the show so I think... <laughs> yeah I think, I think you're a bit of an authority on this so <laughs> but yeah if you're if you're one of those people that wants to find like an actually quote-unquote scary episode of scooby-doo this is a good one to watch for sure um, yeah. Very unique in that regard. Talk to a five-year-old and see what they say. Exactly. <laughs> well, KT, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. This has been great. It's a joy to talk Scooby-Doo. Absolutely. Beloved Scoobert. Uh, 
Yeah. Her best friend. Best friend. Um, do you have anything that you would like to plug for the people? Um, do I? <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> you enjoy Bake Off? <laughs> yeah. Watch the Great Hello. British Bake Off. There we go. Who do you Not want to win? My... Oh, boy. I don't know. How soon, is... how soon will this go, go live after... Uh... Uh, a couple weeks or i could just sit on it until it's completely over and then you know uh oh so this week is the finale my my favorite to win is sent home that's, oh, this, no. that's this past week very unfortunately uh, that's too bad the massive upset so uh we'll see we'll see i'm not i'm, I'm not really sure who i want to win yet so we'll see we'll see what happens in the finale well i'm sorry to hear that about the other person um it's okay. People live on in our hearts. <laughs> For sure. I'll, I'll um, also plug Scooby Doo Alien Invaders. Of course. My scariest Scooby Doo uh, like thing to me. Basically a masterpiece in every way. Out of me as a child, yeah. I <laughs> still get chills when I hear that WB home video logo sound. 